Another thing I would think about is maybe if there's an entrance lobby to a bedroom, I might do that in the same fabric or wallpaper as the curtains. So there was a link and then do plain walls. Welcome to House Guest with me, Carol Annett, Interiors Editor at Country and Townhouse magazine. Here I chat to those clever creatives behind the houses, hotels and brands you see in glossy magazines like ours. Guests include interior designers and architects, as well as celebrities dipping their toe into the world of decorating. My house guest today is one of the world's most respected and influential interior designers, Nina Campbell, thank you so much, Nina, for joining me. And you were my very first victim on House Guest. So thank you so much for coming back. <laughs> it was fun the first time, and I'm sure it'll be fun this time. <laughs> so we're continuing our how to guide. So, how does one create a beautiful home? What's the first thing you should think about? I think the first thing you think about if you're doing somebody else's home is who they are, how they want to live. And who are the other members of the family? And how is that going to impact the house? And all of those things. Because let's remember, it's a home. It's not for display in a magazine, is my attitude towards it. I think it's always important to look at how they have lived before and then see what are truly precious things that they have. I think that's where you begin. So your starting point is to pick out those pieces that are really cherished and then that's your starting point for building a scheme. Yes and if some of the pieces that are truly cherished are really not right I think you find another place to use them because they might have been bought by a young couple you know when money was a bit tighter or whatever they might have been handed down sometimes you you need to just restore them because they're now chipped and you know, the legs and wood's gone and the fabric's sunk and all of those things. So you restore them rather like Cinderella. Or if it's a painting, it might need reframing. Or, you know, you look at it objectively. And then sometimes, if there's a married couple, you discover that the piece is not really particularly popular, but it was given by the mother-in-law or something like that. And they're dying to get rid of it, but the wife doesn't want to say anything about it and the husband's hated it all his life. So by mentioning another room, they all heave a sigh of relief and everybody falls about laughing and you say yes actually we hate it where can we put it and somehow it gets banished to a playroom or something or bonfire. So you really have to be a sort of psychiatrist and psychologist and marriage guidance counsellor as well. Absolutely and diplomat. And is there any such thing as trends in decorating? I'm sure there are but I don't really like them because I think trends come and go very rapidly. And I think that I've just come back actually from Jordan, where I did a house 14 years ago for this perfectly lovely family. And the children were 14 downwards when I did it. And they're now 20 and upwards. And as a result, they're all getting their own apartments within the house, which is a very sort of Middle Eastern thing, because children stay at home until they marry and then, you know, whatever happens. But it's so extraordinary because I've just spent two days there, literally working flat out. And we've come to the conclusion that the young boy's furniture will move to the apartment. The bed will get bigger because he was a child, the furniture. But so much of the stuff we're just moving because it was okay in the first place. Now we're expanding on it. And even the youngest girl who was crazy about sort of, she then liked lavender and butterflies. She now likes deep purple. 
And so we're keeping some of the butterflies, but not all of them. And so nothing's really going to waste. And as I work through the house, there's obviously some extra rooms being built, but as I work through the house, the drawing room wasn't working for the way they live now. So we've just moved all the furniture around and we're just going to add this and that. And I got the most enchanting note from her while I was on the plane saying, oh, I'm so excited. You just came and sprinkled your fairy dust and it's all going to be perfect. You see, that's why what is a trend about any of that? It was just good in the first place and it's still good today. Yeah. And actually that that's a very good point. You know, in, in these sort of times where we have to think very carefully about sustainability and not being part of the kind of throwaway culture is that if you're buying, if you buy well in the first place, I mean, I, mm. you know, I, I, I'm looking at sofas at the moment and, and, you know, you can look at some designs which you order, you know, press the button, order and it'll arrive the next day, which are obviously the cheaper end of the market. And then you're looking at sofas that take six to eight weeks to be made. And you kind of look at the noughts on the end and you think, crikey, can it really be that much? But then when you consider it, you know, a good sofa should last you 30 years, really. Well, absolutely. Well, in fact, you're so, I mean, in some of the sort of things that people ask me about, I would say buy a good bed and a good sofa and have calico curtains or no curtains, it doesn't matter. But um, and this, in fact, all the sofas in the house now are being on the whole recovered because the, we did them in the days when there wasn't UV glass and it, of course we're in Jordan. So there's a lot of fading that's taken place or a certain amount of fading. So we're recovering, but the sofas are amazing. I mean, uh, she had some of them before I even got there. So, you know, we're now talking quite a long time and there's no reason why they won't go on forever. And you're so renowned also for your collections with Osborne and Little. When you look at a room, how do you, how do you decide whether you're just going to paint it or you're going to wallpaper and how much curtaining you're going to use? Does it all depend on sort of size of the window and sunlight or is it just a feeling when you get in there and you think, oh, yes, this would be lovely or that would be lovely? Or how do you make those decisions? Well, I think you want to look at the house. You sort of start from the front door and you have your hallway. I like to keep sort of the grander rooms, if you like, possibly plain walls because there's more art. And then, but change the colours so that you go from, I, I like a, I mean, in certain cases, like in my own house, I have this wonderful sort of turquoise lacquer entry because it's a funny little entrance and it needs to look exciting. And, um, and then I come into a calm sort of, um, it's fabric on the wall, in fact, off-white wall where the art is and then the furniture is colourful. And then you go up the stairs and the staircase is a sort of my niece's range called coffee pot, which I, I would have actually put it on the wall regardless, because I love the idea of it being a coffee pot going up the stairs. So that you go from exciting to calm to dark to light again. So I think that's something I think about quite a lot. Another thing I would think about is maybe if there's an entrance lobby to a bedroom, I might do that in the same fabric or wallpaper as the curtains. So there was a link and then do plain walls. I think I want, I, I love wallpaper, but I think it needs to be used with care. And I don't like necessarily going from wallpaper to wallpaper. I think you need a break with paint. And what would be the decision to use wallpaper as opposed to putting fabric on a wall? Well, I mean, money for one thing, because fabric on the wall is, is more expensive. It also has to be done by 
lots of people, you know, I mean, my even my son said he, I mean, he's only done it once and he was enveloped in wallpaper. So it's not ideal, but men think that they can wallpaper a room. <laughs> men I mean, think they can know. do all sorts of things. <laughs> I don't think this is absolutely um, very sensible thinking, but a wallpaper hanger and eight rows of wallpaper is cheaper than fabric. Why I put fabric on the wall in my room was I have a wooden floor all the way through and and it's an open living. So there's a dining part and I often have 12 people for dinner and the old days used to be more. So the advantage of fabric on the wall is that it absorbs noise. Yeah. And then it has to I mean, one of the many advantages. I mean, I've got it in my, I love that shutting the door in my bedroom and knowing that there's just fabric on the wall and it's a, it's a nest, you know. Yeah. And when you say fabric on the wall, it's, you, it's put on with a baton. Exactly. Batons and then what they call a bump into lining and, um, and then it's a braid around it or they do some people, I've seen people stitch it so that there's blind seams at the end, which is exquisite, but it, you know, it's not for the faint hearted. Yeah. And you did some work with fine cell work for the Chelsea Flower Show. What, what, what was that all about? Well, Kath Kidston and Colin, William Yeowood company, and I got together because, first of all, we wanted to support fine cell work. And Melissa Wyndham was our great friend who, you know, we all lost. We lost William, too. Um, so we felt that this was a wonderful charity to put ourselves behind. And I actually do think it's, I mean, I love the fact of giving somebody, I mean, okay, so they've gone to prison for some reason or another. And yet, if you can give them a skill when they come out or a sense of producing something beautiful, it has to help them. And it's been proved that it is. It sounds a bit sort of like woolly or whatever you call it, but fluffy. But I don't think it is fluffy. I think it's proven anyway. It started way back by um, Lady Anne Tree. And it's been proven that it's a success. And some of the things I, I went to find so work to the offices and saw the work that they do and heard about some of the case, you know, the cases. And they look after prisoners after they've come out so that they can go on doing things and, and earn money and have a, and you know, just, uh, I think, I just think it's the most extraordinary charity, actually. And it resonates with all of us, you know, William Yearwood, Kath Kidson and I, because it's part of what we do. So we worked together, we sponsored the garden, and then we've all got certain products, lines that we're doing in aid of them so that we will sell them in our shops, but the percentage goes to the charity. And what's your product? We've done um, box files and desk accessories and napkins and and, and table mats and that tabletop, if you like. William has done more cushions and outdoor carpets and that sort of thing. And Kath, it has got no product, but she's kept us all on the same kind of pattern, if you like. And what about your furniture and home accessories coming up? Tell us a little bit about the latest designs. Well, we've got, um, actually, I was just unpacking wonderful things sort of coming out. It's very exciting. when It's particularly exciting these days, if anything arrives, especially from abroad. <laughs> um, but it's like sort of Christmas. But we have got a lot of new tabletop. I mean, actually, at this precise season, we're concentrating quite a lot of it on the stuff we're doing for science cell work. But we keep on doing more tabletop because that's my passion. I love laying a table, partly because I didn't know how to make any food to go on the plate. But I think, <laughs> you know, if I at least make the table look nice, people might not notice. So we do really a lot of tabletop. We do. And it's all the things that I find are missing when I'm finishing a house, you know, hangers for the bedroom the Kleenex boxes the bathroom accessories the uh, waste paper bins 
all of those things that you just need to really, it makes a whole difference. Yeah. And and they're all available in the Walton Street store. Yeah. And online. And online. Yeah. I mean, online really did keep us going, which was amazing, really, you know, during COVID. And I know you're working on a, on a new book at the moment. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, the new book is rather exciting. It's a bit different to my other books. It's about one particular project. But the one particular project has the house, which is the, you know, the family house with obviously, you know, proper drawing room and a dining room and a family room and a kitchen and all the rooms you need in a house. But then there's the pool house, which is sort of quirky and more fun and got a big sitting in a bar and a dining bit and a TV room and then two bedrooms and bathrooms in that. And then there's a playhouse, which is even more fun. And that's got a bowling alley and it's got a cinema, not a cinema, it's got a, a nightclub and it's got also two bedrooms. Um, if, if you can sleep in it, because the, <laughs> the nightclub room, the music, I did go to bed, unfortunately, one night before the young. And I mean, my bed was levitating off the floor because the music was so <laughs> something. And, uh, and then there's a sort of, I mean, they're a family that are enormous fun to be with and they want everybody to stay with them and not go out. I mean, not in a nasty way, not go out, but you know what, just not have to go out. So one night there's a dinner, there's a tent and it's all Moroccan. One, they bought those things I love in America called um, the diner, you know, that sort of like caravan thing all in silver. And they've programmed that. So one day it can be somewhere and you can get lobster rolls and stuff. And another day, you can have hamburgers and, you know, and it's just great fun. So the, in fact, it's, it's rather a full book, as you can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been up there photographing in two of these, two seasons worth, mm-hmm. which was great fun. And she's like me. I mean, she, we, when we were working together, I'd get sort of, I'd forget to tell my phone off sometimes and there'd be a ping and she'd find some incredible thing. <laughs> and I just sort of, Oh God, yes, get it. You know, and then we'd have China sets. We've got so many, I mean, there's rooms of china and glass and you can make a thousand different table settings. Oh, wonderful. So, and that's coming out in the spring next year. Yeah, I think so. I hope so. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to pick your brains about coloured bathrooms. I mean, you see so many different colours around now. What's your feeling? Do you Would you ever choose to put in a coloured suite or is it always going to be white in a Nina Campbell bathroom? If you're my age, the word avocado suite is sort of lodged firmly in your brain somewhere. And it was just so awful. And it usually had those terrible nodules in it, which spat water at you and gave you some awful disease, apparently. <laughs> so you do know what I mean. And they were plastic, some of them. I do. Th- I must have, I have got a sneaking sort of thing that you, sometimes you go to salvage yards and there's a really pretty little Boulding's pale blue basin. And you think, God, that's so pretty. Why on earth don't we do pale blue or whatever? But Mine tend to be white, I have to say. Maybe I'm a bit stuffy, I don't know. Maybe if I morph into a coastal grandmother or something like that, I might turn out and have a pale blue bath. I would love to actually have some crazy house where I could do all the things that have been sort of written down as beyond the pale for all my life. And not be judged. And not be judged because I am a sort of rebel at heart, really. So you mentioned coastal grandmother. So that's the next trend that we're all supposedly buying into for our houses. Will you be following that aesthetic? Well, not, not what was explained to me, because apparently a coastal grandmother's aesthetic is kind of driftwood and all white and blowy. And 
I think I'd need a bit more than that. I mean, I, I love the idea of, I mean, there are some wonderful linens from, they're called C&C Milano, which are heavily sort of, I mean, I've used them a lot and they really are marvelous. And I could see that and I could, but I'd want some color. I can't see myself actually as a sort of totally high street shopping result. Yeah. Well, maybe you could have your little blue basin in there. I could have my little blue basin and persuade somebody at Bastard to make me a bath to match. <laughs> and, and do you ever change the decor in your own home or are you just too too busy doing everyone else's? No, I've ch- actually, I've done quite a lot of change. I've changed my own living room quite a lot. I've now got acid green self-lined taffeta curtains at the window. But what I've done here, actually, is the inside curtain is silk taffeta, but the lining is slightly darker colour but it's a fake polyester taffeta so that it won't rot or anything like that. But there's something about ball gowny about unlined taffeta curtains. But having said unlined, actually you have to self-line them, otherwise they look like string. And then I've put in a wonderful corner bonquette. So I've sort of stopped it being pairs of things. I suddenly realized that when I did it, I had a fireplace and a pair of commodes and a pair of pictures above and a pair of chairs and a pair of this and that. And I've suddenly thrown that out of the window. So one side I've kept the commode and, and the pictures. And then the other side is this sort of corner unit. And I find at a dinner, I can now seat, well, 12 people can actually sit down, which considering my house is half the size of sixpence, it's actually rather amazing. And Nina, have you, um, I mean, I, all those years ago when you did, you worked with Mark Burley on Annabelle's, but have, have you worked on a hotel, um, any ho- um, commercial properties? Um, well, I have actually. I mean, I did quite a couple of hotels in Paris, two or three hotels in Paris, and um, and that was rather fun. Actually, I rather enjoyed that. That I did that actually during I think it was the Gulf War. Nobody had any business, and I remember going to David Lindley and saying, "I need twenty coffee tables. I mean, can you do anything?" And you know, they had no business at all, so they made. I mean, they're so lucky this hotel. They've got David Lindley coffee tables for really very reasonable. And then I've done a club. I do quite a lot of clubs. I've done a club in New York, a man's club in New York called The Brook. I'm in the process of doing the Chicago club, obviously in Chicago. And then I've done a ladies' club in Melbourne. And I did that really mostly through COVID. What's that called? Uh, That's called the Alexandra Club. Oh, wonderful. And they've got pictures of Queen Alexandra all over the place. They've just had another portrait of her. (laughs) And it's an extraordinary phenomenon because all these ladies in in Melbourne, they go and sort of have French lessons and things at this club. And they have, they remind me of the 50s. I mean, they remind me of my mother. They they come out in sort of afternoon frocks and their hair's done and the nails and they wear gloves and little hats. And it's extraordinary. I, I mean, it's just like stepping back, but I turned the place on its head because it was kind of what I call hospital green everywhere. And the lovely president came up to me because they They'd had me to stay there. I was doing some show there. And she said it was very nice to come. And I said, well, it's frightfully nice of you to have me. And then she said, oh, we're thinking of, of decorating the club. And oh, I'd love to know what you think. So I thought, well, I've got no chance of getting this job because I'm going home to London. So I might as well tell the truth. I said, well, it is sort of hospital green. And they've got these pillars in this room, which look like an underground car park. You know, those ones you always crash into when you're trying to park the car. And, and then I said, you know, I'm sitting at having my lunch at this table next door, some people who've had their lunch and they're sitting on the sofa and you've got this division. I put all the eating one side and all the sitting and coffeeing and cocktailing this side and 
put a fireplace there. Anyway, when I finished, the poor woman said, would you come and do it yourself? <laughs> and so, <laughs> so actually, I had this marvellous um, woman who used to work for me years ago. And she'd gone to Australia and become a designer and then and married and had her children. They were grown up and we were having lunch together. And I said, well, if, if Helen would do it on the ground, I'd love to do it. By this time, I could imagine the whole thing, you know. And the funny thing was they had one of my fabrics and that was somehow they'd managed to, you know, it was not worn out or anything. So we worked it all around. So we made this wonderful sort of rather strong kind of delicious pink in the first bit, put a fireplace in. And then we used one of um, Lewis and Wood's bamboo wallpapers in the in the other side, which went on to gardens. And I mean, it was so exciting because all these old members would come in with their children for the opening. Oh, their children were in their 30s. And all those children who'd been dragged in before because they thought it was so dull all said, oh, my God, this is fun. We want to be a member. And I'd mirrored these terrible columns and put lights on. And the whole thing was electrifying. Oh. And then I've just and now I finished it, all the rest of it. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, so it was rather fun. It's been absolutely delightful to catch up with you. And as always, I really appreciate your time because I know you, you're super busy and always doing everything at 99 miles an hour. And uh, hopefully I shall see you soon when the, the next time we meet in Osborne a little when you're presenting. Um, oh, the next collection. Oh, my God, don't remind me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I feel sometimes like a hamster on a wheel. <laughs> well, it's always beautiful and lovely to talk to you. Thank you so much, Nina. Thanks so much. Really talking to you. Bye. Thank you for joining me. If you'd like to have more Interiors Inspiration, take a look at countryandtownhouse.co.uk where you can also sign up to our monthly online Interiors newsletter. And if you're flying anywhere soon, you can also listen on British Airways in-flight entertainment.